Hello and welcome everyone. Uh, due to the obligations that we need to fulfill to one another. <laughs> <laughs> we back, bitches. We're we back. back. Uh, somewhat willingly, somewhat not willingly. Pick your poison. <laughs> Who cares? There's four of you yeah, listening. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Husky Bible podcast. Just in case we have to clear that up. I mean, you're listening to us. You tell me if you're thinking this was something else. Like, oh, damn it. I thought it was Gilligan's Island. Damn. Anyway. <laughs> That's an old reference. Some of you have to Google that one. Anyway, uh, hope you're all well. Uh, 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 this past week, let's not talk about it. Uh Holy shit. They'll just encapsulate it in that phrase. Holy shit. And all caps. <laughs> exclamation all caps. Points, exclamation points. Point. <laughs> and uh, uh, like that that meme from the, the, the oriental person. Emotional damage. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that dude. Is, that was it. I don't know. That who was our week. Yeah, that was uh, we're like, uh, where is the therapy button? <laughs> like, I would press that button on repeat. <laughs> For eternity, like infinity, oh, therapy button for that uh, button. Jesus Christ. Anyways, uh, we're, yeah, we're we, not here to bore you with our personal affairs, and just just letting you know uh, a certain place that we uh, <laughs> work on laid their mar the their boots on our behinds. And the mark is still there, very, very fresh, with the dirt and all still ingrained in the buttocks. Mickey's Mickey's imprint. <laughs> no, 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 Mickey. Mickey Mouse ain't got shit to do with this. But speaking of Mickey, <laughs> uh, uh, this week, uh, Disney-owned company, uh, uh, Disney-owned uh, franchises uh, like Indiana Jones. For those of all the us that still enjoy indiana jones notwithstanding the kingdom of the crystal skull shit uh we got the trailer for indiana jones 5 i think it was kind of the dial of destiny that's the name because they never mentioned the numbers fun fact although the first movie of indiana jones is uh raiders of the lost ark which and never had the name indiana jones on it it was just called raiders of the lost ark told it to me mm -hmm. yeah then the <laughs> second movie came out was uh, the temple of doom Actually, Temple of Doom chronologically would be the first one because it happened before the the uh, the uh, the affairs that happened on uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, so there you go. The actual sequel for uh, uh, for Indiana Jones was actually a prequel. So there you go. So see who was doing prequels way before everybody else, Indy. So there. And then we had uh, the Last Crusade, which had Indiana Jones and his dad, who, which is weird because uh, Sean Connery is only like ten years older than Harrison Ford. <laughs> so, explain that conundrum to you. <laughs> Why don't you? That kind of reminds really me. Young. No, that reminds me. I don't be a menace in South Central. <laughs> That movie always comes up. <laughs> Dad and Uncle Joe. Uncle Lee. Like, this podcast wouldn't exist without those two <laughs> references. Like, all you need to know about this podcast, watch Don't Be a Minute to South Central, and just listen to a bunch of Joey Diaz videos on YouTube. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that pretty, That's all you need to do, man. That, that pretty much encapsulates uh, what, what this podcast is about. So, yeah, Indiana Jones uh, 5 trailer came out. 
Then we the the Transformers uh, reference to Beast Wars. So those of you who were in the late '90s, early 2000s, remember those cartoons? Well, they're not cartoons; they were actually 3D animated uh, series, but with the worst CG under God's green earth. <laughs> but yet, it was you know it, it was what it was back then. I mean, back then it was pretty much like what uh, the best graph, the best shit that we had. Yeah, so uh, Beast Wars, uh, well, they, they don't call it Beast Wars, the movie, uh, the series was Beast Wars, but the movie's called uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, and per Anthony the trailer... Anthony Ramos is head... Um, what? Is the head person on that one, right? Which one? Anthony Ramos. I don't know who that dude is. Yeah, but you see, I I, I watched... Uh, I think he's the lead person on that. Sh- on the okay, movie. so he's the Shia LaBeouf in that movie. Yeah, he's good. He um, see, I'm we're two different opposite fields, but we come together for some. Like mm-hmm. he did a um, a musical in the Heights. Oh. Um, and he was the main. He was Lin Manuel's part in the movie because okay. when it was a when it was an actual musical was, in Broadway. When it was on Broadway, Lin Manuel did the played part. that part. Okay, that was before was, the Hamilton shit. Yeah, he wrote Hamilton, and he wrote In the Heights. In the Heights was actually his first outing. Okay. Um, he made um, you know, not to go off topic here, but Lin Manuel that was his first gig, and he made tons of fucking money on that thing. Um, Anthony Ramos was in the movie, but it was also his back part. Okay, so it was like his understudy. Understudy. Okay. Um, Anthony Ramos was also um, in the Hamilton play. He played his son, and he played another. He played two parts in the. He played two parts in Hamilton, mm-hmm. but in the Heights, the movie, Anthony Ramos is the main person. He played Lin Manuel's part. Okay. So that's where I know him from. Okay, so we have satisfied the millennial necessity of the <laughs> We have satisfied it now. Are you happy, millennials? We talked about shit that you understand. <laughs> well, maybe people from the podcast don't, you know, I'm a, I like to dabble in everything. So if I like a Broadway play, some people don't like Broadway, but to me, those guys are more... Some of the most talented singers and writers and actors and musicians it, ever. It's different strokes for different folks. Let's just exactly. say that. So, uh, no, I, I, I'm not shitting on it. No, I know. I'm not shitting on it. Uh, like, it's a different beast than acting on movies because on the on movies you you can fuck up. No, you and you can dial it down because yeah. Broadway uh, on Broadway you have to be excessive, a, a very expressive because you have to. Pro- Project to the people in the back every single day. Exactly, you have Sometimes to project twice a day. So you have to oh, kind of what you see in movies, what they call overacting. Mm-hmm. But it's in Broadway, it's not considered overacting because you have to convey the emotion, and everybody in the back has to see it. Just so you last so, row exactly. has to feel the same thing as the first row it's and that's where i put wrestling kind of into it because wrestling oversells sometimes but it's also for the same reason because it's a stadium okay. full of people so you yeah. have to reflect that you got hit so you have to sell it you have to sell the the hit that you're hurt 
Like, I, uh, you can't just go like I saw a video, uh, uh, a reel on my Instagram of a cat that they were cutting his nails and the cat was just mm -hmm. going, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they cut his nails, he's like, ow. Yeah. Fatter than Garfield, that fucking cat. <laughs> Fatter than Garfield. But anyways, and the third movie that released a trailer uh, this week was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Per the trailer, not to spoil anything, but per the trailer, it seems that this one is, well, th this is not a mystery, people. You know that James Gunn is going now to be the Kevin Feige of DC. So uh, this is practically, and is practically, it is the last Guardians movie under James Gunn. And I think most of the guys in, in the movie are not coming back to Marvel to reprise their roles because this is it. And the trailer kind of gives that implication. They either, they're even using the comic book accurate costumes mm -hmm. from the Guardians of the Galaxy. All of them are wearing the same costume. All of them. And it's the comic book accurate version. So uh, that's like when you see that a series that has already been, uh, you know, uh, uh, characters dressing up a certain way. Then mm -hmm. on the last one, they kind of have to go back to the roots. That's yeah. the, your clear signal right there that like. Adios, we're leaving. It's been fun. And mm. I mean, and also, like, for example, uh, Dave Batista, uh, he's been very vocal that he wants to go to DC. And he's been vocal for a minute saying that he wants to play Bane. He wants to be Bane because Bane is his favorite uh, character in DC. Uh, well, so we have Jason Momoa, who already is a character in DC, he's Aquaman. In case you were hiding under a rock. Really? He was Aquaman? Yeah, he's Aquaman. Oh, fuck. He, his favorite character is actually Lobo. Lobo, for those of you who are unawares, is basically an intergalactic bounty hunter. So basically he's Deadpool, but an alien. Hmm. You know? He's an alien Deadpool. And uh, he's as not as strong as Superman, but he can he can go with superman for a while he can go with superman for a minute and he cusses a lot so yeah so yeah basically deadpool with but intergalactic mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so the implication seems to be that jason momoa also wants to play lobo and you're like you greedy fuck <laughs> <laughs> you already have a character that you made cool who was like the the punchline of dc like oh you talk to fishes and he made him cool because jason momoa like you're gonna fuck around with jason momoa you're gonna find out in a minute <laughs> you fuck around with jason momoa you're gonna find out and you made him cool by proxy because he's played by jason momoa and now that he turned a character that was basically a punchline a joke and he turned him cool he started, you know, pushing the sales even in the comics and everything. Now he wants to take one of the coolest characters in DC as well. I'm not saying he can't play the role. I mean, he he's he's a dead ringer. I mean, he just has to put some. Uh, uh, they just have to uh, put his skin white. But then basically, he's a dead ringer for for uh, uh, Lobo. He's a dead ringer. So Lobo is DC too. Yes. So he wants to play two characters. Exactly. No, no, look, it's not like it hasn't been done. And, and Marvel is, I don't know how they're going to do this because now Marvel, by opening the door with all this multiverse thing, mm -hmm. 
Mar- uh, it's odd that Marvel beat um, uh, DC to the punch when it was DC who actually created the multiverses in comic books first. Uh, uh, DC's been doing that trick for a minute, and uh, but Marvel beat him to the punch, especially with the whole Spider-Man thing. Uh, and now you can get away with one actor playing multiple roles because guess what? Uh, Chris Evans, who played Captain America in the, the MCU, before that, guess what he played? Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four shit show that was oh, from yeah. Fox. So technically, he's two characters in 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 kind of the same universe because guess what? All those Marvel, uh, uh, all those Fantastic Four movies, they're now belong to Marvel, to to Disney, because Disney bought out Fox. So, if you made already Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire canon via the Spider-Man movie, guess what? Then you're gonna have to call everything else canon. You're gonna have to call everything else. So, guess what? The fact uh, Fox movie, X-Men movies, canon, canon. Canon. So, and I'm gonna even go even worse, and, and you're gonna cry me a river now. But I don't give a shit because that's what I do. I fuck up things. <laughs> that's don't what do I it. do. Don't do it. Ben Affleck, Daredevil, Canon. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> Electra, Canon. <laughs> but hey, Wesley Snipes. Canon too. Wesley Snipes, uh, Blade, 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 right? Blade. Canon too. Canon too. But then again, you have the two Punisher shit that that happened in in the two, early two thousands. The Thomas Jane and the other one. Jesus what was Christ. the other guy's name? I forget, but who gives a shit? That 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 was. The, the, I don't know which one of those two was worse. It's the second one. Uh, I don't know, man. First one was pretty bad. Because they 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 did not do Frank Castle justice. Then now the I have Netflix. Have to watch the first. Rewatch the first. Now one. the Netflix series. Holy that fuck! That guy, he did him well. Holy, that's the guy to fuck. play. Holy and he said fuck. he was willing to play him in movies if they were if they were going to do it. I heard, dude. Uh, th- that John Bernthal. That's the actor who played uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the Netflix uh, series. Because they gave us the real like. When I saw the first, I, I didn't see season two. I saw season one. And season one, I, I, oh, my God. I was like. Oh, you got to see two. Oh, my God. No, no, no. You think he was bad in one? Dude. He pistol whipped the dude. And they showed exactly what happens to the face when you get pistol whipped. <laughs> yeah. He cracked his face open. Mm-hmm. It was fuck. It was visual. It was visceral. It was fucked up. Yeah, you, I got you. Got to watch season two, bro. Anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, we got those f- three trailers. So if you got your geek uh, fest or needs, uh, I think they were met uh, in those three ways. I mean, for us old school guys, I mean, Transformers. I'm like, eh, I really don't give a shit. Not because of Transformers, it's because you know the whole Michael Bay movies left a bar- very, very, very bad taste in my mouth. Although I heard that Bumblebee was the shit. I heard that Bumblebee was actually good. Yeah, I, I never really watched any of those. No, characters. but I mean, I mean, when the Bumblebee, the, the Bumblebee one, the one that John Cena's in. John. Uh, 
what I liked about it, I haven't seen it, so I'm not judging the movie or anything, but what I liked is that they went back to the original designs of the Transformers. Like, from the 80s, how they were actually designed, and Bumblebee, I think he was actually a Beetle. You know, the Volkswagen Beetle? That's I, what, think, I think they actually I turned... Seen the, I'm trying to remember the coming attractions. No, no, that's what they turned him in, in, in that movie for the Bumblebee movie because mm -hmm. it's a prequel. The Bumblebee movie is a prequel. I think it was from the eighty. It's set in the eighties, so it was yeah. before the everything that happened in the the Shia LaBeouf uh, and Mark Wahlberg shit. Okay. So uh, I don't know where this one is now set up. The one that's called now Transformers: Rise of the Beast. But the mm -hmm. trailer was okay, and and like you said earlier before we started recording, uh, the that scene, uh, I think uh, uh, the the that transform I think is jazz, because it's the one with the, with the high uh, you know with the boombox inside uh, the car. Mm -hmm. So I think it's jazz. So the kid, uh, what's his name again? The kid, Andy, um, Anthony Ramos. Okay, Anthony Ramos. He. he he does this cool thing, like gets out of the car while the car is still running, and the car while running tra is transforming into, you know, the robot. So that's a cool scene. Uh, so yeah, so you got your fixes there for your coming attractions for 2023. So uh, and what can we get out of that? Well, apparently there are no original ideas. So let's keep, <laughs> let's stick it up <laughs> with with the shit we already know, the IPs that we have. And let's make money out of that, cause people are suckers for nostalgia. <laughs> I guess that's that's. Yeah. And remember that last week, since we're still talking about movies, kinda, uh, that we talked about what uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino like he was uh, poo poo over at Marvel mm -hmm. movies and whatnot. Well, Samuel Jackson, a frequent collaborator of Quentin, he's almost. I think he's almost in all of his movies in one way or another. Because in the movies that he's not in, he's actually like a narrator. Okay. So he's like he's been in almost all of the Quentin Tarantino movies. He, you know, that he was even in the Kill Bill movies. Mm. Yeah, he was. Remember the 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 uh, the, the scene when uh, they were rehearsing the 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 uh, the wedding before they they all got got. No. Well, the piano player. In uh, there is Samuel Jackson. Hmm. So he was actually in the Kill Bill movie. So there you go. So, well, Samuel Jackson clapped back at Quentin Tarantino's comments about uh, that Marvel actors are not stars, that the, the characters are the stars. And, yeah. and uh, he was like, no, Chris Evans, like he's doing other shit now. And everybody knows who Chris Evans is. The same with Chris Hemsworth. Same with Robert Downey Jr. Like he's, in a, you're gonna say Robert Downey Jr. is not a star? You're gonna tell me Robert Downey Jr. is not a, 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 a is not a superstar? Like all these guys are making money left and right now in other adventures, not just with Marvel. Marvel, yes, put their put the commodity up there because they're playing larger than life characters, but they're not the whole characters. You know that, that that's it. I mean, look, Chris Evans kind of retired already from Captain America. Robert Downey Jr. definitely retired Iron Man. And now Chris Hemsworth is contemplating retirement from Thor. You think those guys, if they want to continue having their careers, are just going to be limited to, oh, Captain America. Chris well, Evans is doing a movie right now with The Rock. Ken's, Chris Hemsworth, um, 
I think we we covered it, didn't we? He had he's getting some kind of Alzheimer's. No, treatment. no, no, no. He doesn't have Alzheimer's yet. It's just that they discovered that his body's pre yeah, pre his genes. His genes are like predisposed to getting that. It's not that he has it. He doesn't have it. It's just that he has like the genetic buildup to get that. So he's trying to, you know, get ahead of it. So he's going to lay low for a while, medicate himself the best he can, and then continue with his, his career. It's not that he stopped, he's going to stop acting. He's just going to take a break for a while. Well, contends with, he also has a, like, yeah, have you watched his show on um No and Netflix? I, I don't I don't watch anything, man. <laughs> like well I'm like my my viewing is limited to uh YouTube clips and that's it. That's uh, that's well, all I watch. Well, if you get a chance, watch it. And I'll I'll catch you. He it. did a, a pretty a comedy. He did special. a pretty good job on that. It was a big show. Like it was like no one some they expected it to be like poo poo. And the show came out and it hit hard. Like it was like it was number one for a long time. Okay. And I enjoyed it. Like okay. I don't like to watch something new, but because he was in it, because of why? Because he played Thor. Because he made Thor what he was. Yes, I mean, like think about it. Like his character uh, characterization of Thor is that's it. That's the template right now. Anybody else take that part? They're going to have to follow up with what he did. They're going to have to build up on what he did because he made that part. And that's a difficult part, let me tell you, because like and and, and he pulled off the both sides. I mean, he, first he played it very serious. And then with the Takaway TD thing, he went the comic route. And he played and and on the first uh, Takaway TD, the one in Ragnarok, that I, that one I actually liked uh, because uh, uh, uh uh, Love and Thunder was like beating a dead horse, I've, which yeah. I already mentioned that a bunch of times. So they kind of repeated, repeated, repeated the same fucking joke. And he was like, okay, dude, I get it. This is supposed to be funny, but it's not funny anymore. It's like, what, uh, you know that that, that uh, Killing Peel a sketch uh, where uh, 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 Key, uh, uh, Key plays that, that school teacher and he mentioned his, the names wrong for all the students because he was always in a black school. Have you seen that sketch? No. Uh, 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 where's Balake? Balake. It's the name is Blake. Don't you mess with me, Balake. <laughs> <laughs> and then A. A. Ron. Where is A. A. Ron? Uh, the name Aaron. is Aaron. Aaron. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a funny bit, but then a, a goddamn guess. YouTuber whose name is Aaron. Keep using using that clip at the beginning of every fucking video he does. So he murdered the joke. I was like, he I hate the whole skit. Exactly, he killed him. I'm like, dude, oh, it was okay if you did it once, maybe twice, but every goddamn fucking video you do. Yeah, nah, he killed it. You killed it. You killed it. Like you, you, you can't. There is such a thing as too much of a good thing. If you keep repeating the same shit over and over and over again, like, God damn it, you're just going to fucking murder the joke. Anyways, I'm signing on Samuel Jackson and this thing with uh, with Tarantino. I mean, God bless Tarantino. He knows what he's doing in terms of movies. And and he has the right to have his gripes with Marvel, same as uh, 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 Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese, by the way, was actually a gentleman. And... Uh, uh, and 
because the star from uh uh uh, uh what was the name of that movie the marvel movie from last year chung chi oh yeah the star from chung chi that that dude he clapped back at both quentin and and tarantino he was like look uh my people weren't getting that many movies and this movie was centric uh, like just ideal for oriental people like me so you want to talk crap about marvel at least i had a shot like if this movie if this movie didn't happen i wouldn't had this opportunity to be now where i am and you know scorsese was like you know what you're right so on that i'll give marvel points so at least scorsese so far has been a little bit more gracious gracious sorry than uh tarantino but both of them have the right to have their opinion, you know. Whether you agree with it or not, they can have their opinion. And both of them are purists in the in the purest sense of the word of cinema, because like, have you like, for example, Tarantino still films movies on film. He doesn't use digital cameras. There's like three people on Earth that only use film right now, and Tarantino is one of them. I mean, even Scorsese, I think, still use, uh, uses digital cameras now. Yes, he does. He does. Because mm. for the Irishman, he used digital cameras. For the Irishman. But Was he had a good to. movie? It's long as fuck, but I liked it. It's long as fuck. It's like three hours long. Damn. But I liked it because, uh, you know, you have the, the usual suspects of all Scorsese movies in it. You have De Niro. You have Joe Pesci. And you have some ad, ad, aggregated too, also like uh, like uh, Ray Romano. He killed it in the movie. He played it straight. He wasn't being all wacky. Even uh, 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 Sebastian Malcalco, he's a stand-up, yet he played uh, Crazy Joe Gallo. And he had one scene with De Niro that he was going to threaten De Niro and, and have him whacked. But then De Niro was like coming and diffusing the situation. He comes down and was like, oh, so we're brothers, huh? So we're brothers. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, we're brothers then. <laughs> it's a good scene. Hey, and, he, and, he's really good. Sebastian? Stand up. Oh, yeah, Sebastian. And he's clean. He's clean. I mean, he has his... Every once in a while, he'll say yeah. a, like maybe ass, or a word like that, but it's not... Yeah. It's, Reminds me of Fluffy. Yeah, yeah, very no. clean. Don't need the cursing words to make shit funny. I actually saw him live right before he blew the pandemic. Up? Well, he's been blowing up for a while. Yeah, no, but he he was blown up in this time. I mean, I think he was. It was right before the pandemic. He came. He went to um some. Not I wouldn't. Compared to other theaters that I mean, he could probably go to it, it was, it was medium size. wasn't small, wasn't big, but it was medium size. Mm. And he fucking killed it. Oh, good for him. And this was like right before the pandemic. And I mean, if I was gonna get COVID, that would have been it, bro. People were <laughs> coughing, and he were right on top of each other. Yeah, uh, that that was before all that shit. So, so like you're talking yeah. about 2019. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was. It was like there was no it was coat. Up in, it was up. It, in it, it, it was only in Wuhan by then. <laughs> yeah, it was like Poughkeepsie or somewhere that up shit, there. That shit was limited to Wuhan back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it didn't but yeah, spread out. Um, like who were like the fuck? How that shit spread out to the entire fucking planet? 
traveling. People like, just travel. One motherfucker, like, I'm sorry, I have no disrespect to Chinese people. But what the f- other than that lab? What the fuck is in Wuhan? Well, <laughs> what the fuck we're... is there? I mean, I, I'm sorry for my ignorance. And again, no disrespect to the people in Wuhan. But what the fuck is there that so many people went from there like, oh, let me go visit there. And, like, and, and, every, and all of a sudden, the whole fucking world got spread with that shit. And well, DR, no, one no. person in the lab went to, you know, he, people he easily went down to downtown. And then downtown, one person oh, no, went this I, way. I, went. We, and DR, like, this is the this is the greatest joke in DR. This is such an inside joke in DR. Everybody knows it. It's like, Akito se sabe. Yeah. <laughs> we know everything here. We know everything. We know everything. We find we find shit out quick. So you know what <laughs> fucked DR up? What fucked DR up is that a bunch of rich assholes were partying up and like five of those motherfuckers were in Wuhan. Doing what? I don't fucking know. What the fuck they were doing in Wuhan? I don't know. Maybe they had businesses deals, whatever. Because DR does have a lot of business deals with China. Introducing Brigade, man. And like five of them motherfuckers were like doing perreo. And that shit spread like fucking wildfire in DR. That was like, that was it. Like DR got hit in a minute. Like once it it started spreading that shit in COVID and everywhere, DR was like, bitch, please. (laughs) Bring all them motherfuckers (laughs) We want that shit spread loud here. <laughs> and man, it spread like fucking wildfire. Well, you know the men are horny as fuck, so they're hitting every oh, every dude, single chick know, on the like, island. Like, that's the norm of DR. Like if they and they ain't fucking they ain't trying. <laughs> exactly. If they ain't fucking so, they ain't trying. That's why it hit it hit DR so it's so hard. It hit hard, man. But now, I mean, it's now it's a, a question of just living with it. We just have to live with it. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's not you know, it's There's not much if to you, do. If you're more comfortable going into restaurants without a mask and eating, um, closest thing to a restaurant I've been is in McDonald's. Yeah, so <laughs> and they ain't wearing masks no more. So I mean. It's all comfort level. Really. Yeah, I mean, the people, the, the certain people. The best thing that McDonald's did was just the, those ordering kiosks that they have outside. You know, where oh, you, yeah. you can just order yeah. the orders there without having any physical contact with anybody. Mm-hmm. You just and you just pick up the little number thing and just sit down. You're already paid with your your debit card and whatnot. And the only contact you will have with another human being is when they bring the uh, the tray with the food. That's it. Yeah, and they pretty much try to stay away from you anyway. Like my yeah. McDonald's over here doesn't have a drive-through, but they they have like six or seven lanes that you know you can order on your phone and mm-hmm. say you're outside, and they'll bring yeah, you yeah. food. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's part of the McDonald's. <laughs> that reminds me free promo, free promotion for McDonald's, by the way. Yeah, it reminds me of a funny story today, though. It's not funny. I mean, everyone was was no one was harmed. Okay. Uh, that's a good thing. So, okay. I was going to this thing today. That's what made me late today. And um, we go to McDonald's for breakfast. And I told my wife, I was like, oh, I'll just go inside and pick it up instead of having someone come out. It's pretty cold out. It's early in the morning. It's like 36, 37 degrees outside. Mm. And, you know, I pull into one of those spots that you typically use to get food brought to you. But I said, nah, just let me park here. I'm going to be in and out. Don't worry about it. 
So it's two spots away from us. You see the number of where the spot is. So it's they put it into a big like bucket with cement, and then they screw in the sign to it with the number spot it is. The thing is bent in half, and it's knocked over. So me and my wife looked at each other. And we're like, mm. damn. Wonder who the hell hit this? They hit it pretty hard. So I go inside and I go pick up my food. And the manager is talking to an older man. And the older man was getting his food too. And then he goes, oh, I don't want to go through insurance. So I don't want to go through insurance. I'm over here. I'm like, this motherfucker. This what the fuck did he do? In. What the fuck did he do? <laughs> Dude's license plate was on the side of the car. He took it right off the bumper. <laughs> and this dude like, man, what? Going he just turns, scraped man. the wall? No. So when you pull into this spot, it has a bucket with cement and a stick like that you can screw the sign into. Uh-huh. And then behind it, there's a, a, a fence. Uh-huh. He pulled into the spot and hit the bucket, bent the stick, and like, crushed something and then his uh, license plate was on the side of his car what in the fuck i don't know what the hell he did but it was just i mean it, it was just funny because me and my wife were looking at each other when i pulled it into the spot i'm like my my wife was like damn someone hit that shit hard i go it must have been a truck or something this God. guy was driving a ford focus or holy a ford shit. tourist holy shit dude <laughs> it was bent in half how fast were you pulling into this spot that you hit this sign in a concrete bucket and your license plate ripped this, off the, your bumper this, is on the this, side of your car now? This, this dude must be R-worded. <laughs> he was an older gentleman, but, uh, even if, but he didn't look like he like couldn't drive. He didn't look senile, let's just say. Yeah, exactly. He did not so look I'm senile. Like, did you like whip it into this spot? You're like... I got he, shit. He must just, have had a a, a, a a mental fart moment. That's all. But must dude, have been. It, but it was funny because it was just like, oh, I don't want to go through insurance. No, no, no. I'll uh, pay out of pocket too, for this. Mm. Too late, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> too late. So the you're fucked. <laughs> so the, the the I guess the manager on duty was like, well, you talk to my manager tomorrow. She'll call you, and you guys figure it out. This has nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a, a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> like I do I'm, not I'm give. Just, I'm just here. I, I'm I'm getting paid regardless. Let management handle this bullshit. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with me. I just won't get paid. That's I all. I live on the fifth floor. Like, I don't know. Like motherfucker, I just want to get paid. I, I don't want to deal with no bullshit. Like if you don't want to go to court, good. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, let's get just, let's just deal with this on the download. knows <laughs> I live on the fifth floor. I don't know. You do with this. I, I know nothing. I know nothing. I don't know. I know nothing. That 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 you did I, I sent you that, right? Did you ever watch it? The video of the guy Christopher Christopher Colombe. No, 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 not that one. That one was funny, but Papino Snitch. It was from Rashid. It was from like when bad boys had like their comedy thing, mm. I gotta send you that. But it was like if Papi no snitch. This this um Rashid the the comedian he passed away like 
three years or four years after that, he had complications with stuff. Okay. But he goes, oh, I love me some Spanish people. He goes, Papi? Papi, you no snitch. <laughs> you, oh. you cops come to him and be oh, like, Oh, and DR, that, that's a big thing. Like, yeah. you, the whole uh, snitches get stitches that yeah. started in DR. <laughs> Mr. Rivera, um, someone was killed on the first floor. Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. Me? I live on the fifth floor. I live in I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about that, man. <laughs> and be like, and you try to rob Poppy? That, that's one motherfucker you don't want to rob. Poppy, give me all your money. Me? I ain't giving you shit. Uh-huh. I give you five dollars. You want? No? Okay. <laughs> and by the time you know it, you walk Poppy halfway the fuck home. And then you ask him, you know what? If you don't give me your money, I'm going to rob you right now. He goes, I'll shoot you. He goes, you going to shoot me? I don't care. I live out here. <laughs> I tried to give you the $5 down the You didn't want? I'm going to send you that. Anyways, uh, we'll talk about a little bit of wrestling today. Uh, you know who William Regal is, right? You remember yeah. him. Okay, well. Uh, last year when WWE was still doing the house cleaning of uh, firing everybody under the sun, <laughs> Regal landed in AEW because, well, second biggest promotion in the States. And, he was you know, in NXT, right? Yeah, yeah. He was the ma- uh, general manager of NXT. General manager. Okay, so uh, he ended up in AEW. And this week in AEW, they did a very interesting angle with him because MJF, uh, he is now the current uh, AEW champion. He beat uh, the former uh, Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley, uh, on a pay-per-view. And he did it because William Regal, who was Moxley's manager, slipped uh, MJF uh, brass knucks. If you remember the brass knucks he used to wear. Mm-hmm. And he slipped it to MJF. And MJF knocked him out clean, cold, and pinned him. Therefore, uh, 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 William Regal turning heel uh, for the first time in that organization. So on Wednesday, uh, they played an angle when they practically retired his ass, uh, Regal's ass, because MJF grabbed the same brass knucks, uh, brass knucks and punched him square in the back of the neck. Now, if you don't know the history of William Regal, William Regal has plates in his neck and uh, has been informed that he cannot take uh, major bumps because if he does, he could end up quadriplegic. And he has all those major things. So, uh, of course, this is a planned plan spot and, and, you know, it's it's a work, people. It's not real. So, <laughs> so what they did by doing that is indicating that they practically retired the character of William William Regal in AEW because he was he did the stretcher job. Daniel Bryan, well, Daniel Bryan WWE, his actual name and his name in AEW is Bryan Danielson, came out uh, uh, with Regal because Daniel Bryan Bryan Danielson is uh, he considers Regal Regal as his mentor. Although it was Shawn Michaels that broke him in into the business, but he considers Regal his actual mentor because Regal was the one that taught him the, uh, wrestling psychology. Anyways, uh, so they, uh, Regal did the stretcher job, and it's now been known that although Regal had a, a three-year agreement with AEW starting from last year, uh, he actually took an option. He had an, a clause in his uh, a contract that 
he had the option that if WWE offered him a return, that he can uh, check out of his contract. And he took that option because Papa H, who has been an, uh, uh, <laughs> on a hunt for everything that Vince uh, fired in the past two years, he's been in a hunt to try to get everything back, is trying to get William Regal back. So uh, I guess Papa H gave him an offer he couldn't refuse, a.k.a. the Godfather. And uh, Regal took it, and AW was gracious enough to honor the clause in the contract, and he has been let go from AW. And they, it is believed that as soon as January or even sooner, uh, uh, Regal will be back in WWE. In what capacity? Well, it's the rumors are that he is not going to be uh, back in general manager of NXT because that's Shawn Michaels has taken over that spot now. Uh, Shawn Michaels is the ink on camera uh, general manager right now of NXT uh, ever since uh, Regal left. And he's been actually the one that's been handling NXT ever since we Regal left. So the belief is, is that Triple H is going to use Regal as his version of Pat Patterson. Uh, uh, Vince, when he uh, was in charge and Pat Patterson, when he was alive, Pat yeah. Patterson was his second hand man. You the guy that right hand man every yeah, time exactly so it was his right hand man it was the one that helped him booking making the decisions and how to book matches and whatnot it was the one he was like vince's confidant so i guess that's the kind of role that he's going to fulfill uh with triple h now behind the scenes also the rumorville is stating that since triple h right now in wwe in the creative department is handling a lot of hats including he is now he is right now uh, the head of ta uh, talent relations, you know, the Johnny Ace role, uh, mm -hmm. John, uh, John Laronitis, who went bye bye with Vince as well after, you know, declaring their Minkia's uh, pro uh, community property. Community property. <laughs> community. Oh, the locker room. Yeah, community property. Uh, so Triple H had to take that role. That was his actual first role coming back from WWE after he had his uh, heart issues. That was his first role back in WWE. Then when Vince retired, forcibly <laughs> took uh the creative side so i guess uh trips is gonna give out some of his uh, uh authority to uh william regal those are the rumors it's nothing confirmed yet so congratulations william regal from he moving on up like the jeffersons yeah welcome back yeah i mean great welcome back i'm like oh welcome back by the way Fifth floor, uh, <laughs> the fifth floor office is yours. <laughs> Here's the keys. <laughs> Make yourself at home. No, get to work. Now Eesh. get to work. Now, no, he's going to be traveling with Triple H. And, and look, uh, if you've watched NXT, especially from back in the day, when back when all these guys that are in WWE now, Charlotte, uh, Sasha Banks, uh, some of those guys that are uh, like, uh, everybody that was in NXT before when when Triple H had started it and had the reins on it, that was definitely the best times. Like when Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn was in it. That was some of the best wrestling uh, programming I have seen in years. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't have the, the audience because it was in the network. So you had to actually pay $9.99 a month to watch that. And quite frankly, I had the network in DR and I was glad to pay the $9.99 a month just to watch NXT 
NXT was my shit. Like I, I didn't watch Raw. I didn't watch SmackDown. I couldn't. I, I gave two piss about it. I couldn't give two piss about it. I, I didn't give a shit about it. But I did watch NXT because it was the actual best programming. And within WWE, that was the best wrestling that I was seeing until AEW showed up, and then created a little conflict of interest there because both of them were running at the same time. Mm. So, but anyways, uh, that's the cool thing that Rillian Regal seems to be going back to WWE. So kudos for Regal and kudos for Triple H for getting the second gauntlet of the Infinity Gauntlets to fill up all these fucking stones of people he's just sapping back into life in WWE. Jesus Christ, how many fucking people he's going to bring back? It's like he's undoing everything Vince did in these past two years. Like the guys he hasn't gotten back is because they're locked. They're locked in a contract. But you know who's coming, whose contract is about to expire? Buddy Matthews. Uh, 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 this guy is a wrestler and he's uh, the current boyfriend of uh, uh, Rhea, Ripley. Rhea Ripley she's mm. she's red hot right now in the, in the Judgment Day faction uh, so uh, and he's her boyfriend both of them Australians and he's been unhappy with AEW's booking and how they treated him he's practically been treated like hey, yeah, this guy like this guy he's a filler and that's been the story of AEW lately. Like the people have been treating, been treated like fillers, not actual stars, and it's been that way for a minute. So, uh, yeah, uh, go on. There. So once this, once this hot show, AEW, yeah, is now, it's meh now. It's meh. It's meh. Yeah. Yeah, it's meh. like it has some angles that are okay. Other ones, like for example, uh, the 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 elite has co- have come back now. The elite is uh, the young bucks and Kenny Omega. They've come back after the suspension over the brawl for all. <laughs> oh, brawl out! I mean, brawl out. What uh, about Punk? Uh, no, he's still nursing his uh, his uh, injury. And he has and he has no intention of coming back. No, he is injured. Legit. Okay. He is legit injured. It was a legit injury. But if anyone had, was trying to say, is, I put some air quotes up here. Yeah, yeah no, but it's it, it's legit injury. But he, he uh, according to the sources, it's like it's a done deal for him. It's like he's like, okay, yeah, I'm done. But it's AW who's trying to hold back because I guess they don't want to lose him to WWE. But I'm like, okay, uh, WWE don't want him. Yeah. Nobody looks, wants him. No, yeah, I mean, he caused so much shit. Nobody wants him right now. Like, he's damaged goods, uh, unfortunately, I have to say that. He's, like, damaged goods. Like, yeah, he's a great wrestler. He's a great promo. But you don't have to deal with that so much fucking drama behind the scenes. Like, is it worth dealing with that kind of drama? for? Like, like I think we talked about this a few months ago, about uh, what would happen if he actually goes back to WWE. It's like the best option, the best case scenario is make him a, a part-timer because that way you don't have to deal with the drama all the time, just some of the time. Like bring him like every, like Edge right now. Look, Edge has been out for like two months selling the, the injury that they gave him. Well, no, they didn't give him an injury. They gave a, a, his wife an injury. Uh, so he's selling that and he's out. And what has Edge been doing ever since he came back? He's not there to earn championships again because been there, done that. 
He's there to make the new guys look good. And that's what he's done. He's made, for example, Judgment Day now is a good staple because he's made them look good by taking eating L's for them. So how do you build a, a new characters or new people? You have to make them fear. You have to fear them. So how do you make them believable is by defeating someone that is well established. And Edge, established as hell, takes the L and makes them look good. So I well, guess Punky Brewster, if he doesn't have any <laughs> egos in him, I guess you can just eat a couple of L's and make people look good. I mean, his, I think he's set for life. But the amount of money AEW gave him and the amount of money he's made on the side with doing the all the MMA things and the comic books and whatnot, he's set for life. And plus with the money WWE gave him back then when they fired his ass, for what i've been told he's a very uh, frugal person he's not a guy who likes to waste money he's very frugal so i mean let's say that he has what we're talking we're, we're hypothesizing here we don't know but let's say he got eight million bucks in the, in the bank let's say that's like if you are not a very uh wasteful person that's good enough money to live off don't you think? I'll take a quarter of that. No, I'll take a million. <laughs> I'll take a million. Quarter, quarter is about that. Hey, uh, you got something? Mr. Punk's net worth is ten million. Oh, I was close. I was close. I was close, but that's net worth. That's not that's necessarily. Net, that's his net worth. Exactly. It's not that he has ten million in the bank. Yeah, but you also got this guy has endorsements. There's no exactly. way he doesn't. Exactly. That's what I mean. That's uh, he has deals uh, on the left, on the right. So he's he's good economically speaking. He's good, and yeah, he gave. How it, long is that gonna? How long would that stay in before you uh, need? You know what I mean? Like he's gonna need like. He needs to invest that money somehow to get yeah, yeah, yeah. to continue growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his wife is also making money on the side as well. So it's like it's not like the, uh, he's the only one, uh, breadwinner in the house. So she's making money on the side as well. So they're good. Both of them are good, I think. Anyway, I'm going to talk about something that we rarely talk about, but this something personal to me because if you're wa uh, you are watching me, and you're seeing me uh, uh, through video. I'm wearing a Metallica t-shirt. And this past week, uh, Metallica released a new uh, single. And also uh, debut, uh, saying that for next year, I think for March, they're going to debut a new album, which I forget the title. I think uh, 73 Seasons, I think it's called. But the new uh, uh, single, Looks Eterna, which I I'm being bombarded on YouTube with, uh, guitar techs uh, doing reviews of the, uh, uh, of the single and for a Meta for Metallica it's a very short song like three minutes and something it's like very ra radio friendly although it still has a Metallica mo mojo on it the reason I'm talking about it is because they, when they announced the tour uh, they're talking about touring with the reformed Pantera and Pantera, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, the, the two founding members and Pantera right now are taking a dirt nap because they sadly no longer with us. 
which would be the Abbott brothers, Vinnie Paul and, and Dimebag Darrell. So uh, they got substitutes for them, which is uh, Zach Wilde, the guitarist for uh, Ozzy Osbourne and, and Black Label Society, and uh, the drummer for Antrax. Uh, they are the ones that are covering for those positions, and they're doing the tour. The only thing I'm mentioning all this, because people are like, why the fuck is this relevant? <laughs> it's just because I, it makes me remember back, back in the day when I, came, uh, when I came into contact with metal. I wasn't, I mean, although I was raised in the 80s here in the States, partially, and MTV was, the heavy rotation on MTV was heavy metal, but it was hair metal back then. You you wouldn't remember because you weren't alive back then. But the heavy rotation on MTV <laughs> was hair metal because that was the thing that was selling. That was, whatever the hell pop is now, uh, the comparison to back then was hair metal. Everything was hair metal. Hair metal, hair So... It's not like I didn't know who Metallica was, but it's not, it wasn't my cup of tea, you know, and especially, you know, Latino family and whatnot. But Metallica grew up on me, uh, uh, grew, grew on me like in 2000. That's when, like, after I, I lost my mom, so I needed to go to a dark place and metal was there. The good thing I will say about metal, it taught me how to play instruments. Uh, if it wasn't for metal, I wouldn't know how to play an instrument. That was the thing that uh, that made me pick up a guitar, and now I, I play two instruments: a guitar and bass. But the <laughs> well, I did have a bunch of fucked up experiences <laughs> with the metal ears, especially in DR, because you gotta understand. I don't know if it's still the case now, but people in around that areas are very gullible for spiritual stuff, you know. And, you know, the connotation of metal has always been, oh, the devil's music and whatnot. So in, in DR, you take advantage of that shit <laughs> to, to, to start up some shit. And back then, the pranks that me and the crew that were running around listening to metal, the things that we used to do is like it was just to fuck with people. Like, for example, we would start going to a hot dog stand and we start like improvise. It was all improv. I, 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 that shit, I was like. God, how the hell do we come up with this shit? It was all improv. It was like, so we're going to the sacrifice tonight, right? Yeah, okay. So do you got the oh kid? Oh, my God. <laughs> did, did you get the kid? Like, uh, what, what age are they supposed to be? Like, eight or nine? Nine. Eddie, we talked about this before. Nine years old. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, no, we don't got to keep on that. You know, oh the night is still God. young, you know? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. The night is still young, you know? We can just pick up any kid around here. Okay. And, and you see the guy in the hot dog stand looking at us. He was black, and he started turning white like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Oh <laughs> looking God. at us like, what in the fuck are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way we used to fuck with people. And the, my favorite one was when we went to a, a, a Monumento in Santiago. Uh, they were they used to put like uh, the uh, the the uh, the birth of Christ, you know, the, the manger and everything, the statue of mm -hmm. Jesus and whatnot. So we went there. We brought a giant boombox. This is how old we are. <laughs> we got a giant boombox, and we bought some fucking <laughs> CDs like Slayer, Metallica. We start playing, and then we put like candles all over. <laughs> And people started fucking running away <laughs> because we started up like Master of Puppets. We go, Master, Master, we're doing the horns and shit. And people were like fucking running away and shit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
don't even need to play that type of music with the with with Spanish people. You know, the moment you hit a plane and you and you're ascending into the air, and they have the rose beads in their hand. Oh man! You know those people. Are... Well, we, we were just fucking with them, you know, because we were like we were going through. Well, me personally, I was going through my rebellious phase back then, and those guys did not give a shit. They they like to fuck with people, and that was it. I mean, we, there were other things that happened, <laughs> which I will not go into detail. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> the thing is that it made me reminisce. You know, listening to Metallica I was like, oh, it's nice. And then I remember the good old days. Ah, oh, the good old days <laughs> when we just fucking with people and <laughs> think shit <laughs> that wasn't going on. <laughs> These poor souls. Hey, like you live and you learn. That's all I gotta say about no, it. I mean, you, we, we we talked about this 20, 20 million times on this podcast. Life, you didn't get a book, an instruction book for life. You just live it the way you want to live it, and you hope that you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, and just let's just it. say that my fucking with people days are over with because I like. I, I, that was before I came uh, living here in, in Geekville in the 2001, 2002. That was w before that. So when I came to live here, I was like, finally, I can wear my Metallica T-shirts. And I can, and, and I started like my little bitty, itty bitty room that I had. It was like just riddled with posters. I ha I even bought the Todd McFarlane figurines of Metallica, which now would cost a fortune. And I, I, I lost them. And I was, I'm like, fuck. That shit would have cost like a thousand bucks now. But anyways, uh, and I looked apart, you know, a little metalhead from the two early 2000s. And I remember that I was in a bus stop and I had a Metallica t-shirt with a fucking skull eating an eye. It was like very sick t-shirt. And this old lady walking in a stroller looks at me. And she goes, that's a nice shirt, young man. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma was ready to and I go down at, with you, man. And I'm like, okay, the the, the whole rebellious shit in DR, this ain't gonna work here. <laughs> no, it ain't, bro. It ain't gonna work here. This is like a cup if of tea. You think, if you're thinking about it, someone's thinking about it ten times fucking worse. No, here it's like it was like, yeah, and oh my beer. <laughs> People are here, here like, like yeah, oh my and? beer. I mean, I listen. I went to church with those t-shirts. I went to church with those teachers, and nobody blinked an eye. In DR, they would have been like, <gasps> the, devil. the devil! I rebuke you, Satan! <laughs> the whole spiel. The I, I mean, when I went back to DR from Geekville, uh, and I had my long hair and beard, they were like, oh my god, you look like a Taliban. <laughs> yeah, I get that shit too, man. Like, the way I look now? Mm. No, my dad, every time I talked to him, I was like, you look like a crazy person. You better shave that shit off. Cut that shit off. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to cut it off. Like, you better cut that shit off. You look like you look like a fucking maniac. Well, dad, kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> like, and? <laughs> your point? And your point is? <laughs> Maybe I like being a maniac. Maybe I'm not pretending. Maybe I am one. Yes, maybe. I'm fucking crazy, Dad, okay? Maybe I'm a poquito loco. 
un poquito, mínimo. Un poquito, un poquitico, un poquitico. Anyways, oh, I, I, th- I think we can cut it up from here. I think we, 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 we covered a lot of bases today. For, and, for people that didn't know what the hell to talk about. Uh-huh. And uh, we're getting ready to get lubed or unlubed for what is expecting us. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, yeah, gonna just I'll just sum it uh, this way. Send in the gimp. Anyway. <laughs> By the way, I like this microphone all that I got. This is legit. Yeah. It sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. But this whole thing, like, instead of having it, like, in my face like this, is having it, like, I can move it down. This this thing was legit. It was a yep. good buy. Yep. Shout out to Rode. Uh, people Rode. In, Aus- uh, in Australia making the microphones that we use. Both on my side and uh, on Jonathan's side as well. Shout out to them. Be a sponsor to us. Provide us equipment. And we will sing your praises for eternity. Especially that mixer. <laughs> yes. Do send that mixer. That mixer is the shit. I, I'm salivating every time I think of that fucking mixer. I salivate with it. Just the thought of it. Homer <laughs> Simpson style. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's remind you all that, you know, the Tea Public store is still there. It's probably in a special. <laughs> right now, 35%. But tomorrow, it's probably going to say, well, come back on Tuesday. It'll be another 35 <laughs> Exactly. So it's probably there. So the link again is always under the description. Also, our website, huskybyboopod.com. Our personal, uh, well, the Husky by Boop Pod social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter. My personal uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter, that Ariel Duran. Jonathan, yours is? Johnnyboy426. So there you go. That's all the promos. Well, check out Ariel's new drawings, people, if you haven't already. Yeah, yeah. I, I drew it back, but then this week happened and killed all the fucking. It's okay. We're going to get you back there. Killed day by all day. Of, all, Slowly. All the... It killed all the fucking inspiration I had. Thank you. Bleep. On that note, <laughs> we, we'll be back next week, hopefully. God willing. Yeah. Hey, um, and hey, it's episode 98, this one. 90, so oh, means, Skippy. We're almost there, getting the triple digits. Well, that's you. That's all your company. That's all your work, we're, man. I've already been here since what? 80 something. Oh, I haven't been counting, man. <laughs> I forgot when I joined, but that that's a big that's a big shout out to you, number one one hundred, for picking it up after you know it not being running for a long time. You took breaks in between episodes. Well, there was a I long hiatus when we made the transfer from DR to uh, Geekville. Mm-hmm. There was Geekville, a long yeah. there was a long hiatus there, though, like four or five months. Of no nothing, nothing until I got some equipment to record. Because yeah, I, I started listening to you, and, and then we just headed off together. Well, anyways, so this has been the Husky Bible Podcast number ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. And this has been us uh, uh, throwing stuff in your ear that hopefully was of your delight, or maybe it wasn't, and. Do not send us the bill for the uh, uh, shrink. therapy for the shrink. Yeah, don't send us the bill because we ain't gonna cover that. That's not covered in the policy. You made the choice to listen to this shit. Exactly, it was your choice and your choice alone. So that's on you. Anyway, thank you for listening, and uh, we will catch each other next week.
God willing. Peace out, everyone. Have a great week. Take care.